I like wearing got it. I love wearing these headphones because it keeps it like back. a headband. Uh-huh. Okay, I'll be real quick. Hey, everybody. This is Andrew. I uh, normally uh, just uh, produce and edit the uh, the main podcast here. And uh, I just want to tell you what, what this is going to be real quick. And after this, it'll be more like even looser than it's going to be now. Uh, often during the during the main podcast, you often hear Blake or Steve referencing to what we talked about off podcast. And I feel like some of those conversations are a lot of fun too. That's just more more movie talk is all it really is. And just live talk, you know, that's other stuff like that. So I thought it'd be fun to maybe record those little conversations. Completely unstructured, probably going to be unedited unless one of the guys say something super racist. Uh, other than that, it's going to be just like a regular conversation. It's kind of what they go for in the main podcast, but that's what we want this to be more of too. That way, if you listen to this first, you'll, you'll be kind of, you'll understand what they're talking about as they reference back to what we talked about off pod. So what you're going to get is another podcast that we're going to call off pod, but it's just off the main pod. Um, so that's what this is going to be. So this is the inaugural one. We'll see where this goes. If this goes anywhere, if, if, it, if we, if we don't like it and nobody else seems to like it, uh, we'll just stop doing it. It's no big deal to us because we're, we're going to have these converse, our conversations regardless. So that's all this really is. Uh, this is the off-pod, quote-unquote, episode uh, prior to the recording of episode 38, which will be Steve's pick, which we'll get to shortly. So we'll just pick up here like things always go. We're just, that's how it is. And we're not racist. <laughs> not racist. That was the bad, bad joke. I promise we are not racist <laughs> while we're recording. Yeah. So, uh, you said you didn't watch a lot of stuff this this last little bit. It's been a couple of weeks now, I think. I've I've been mainly watching TV shows. Um, oh yeah, so, no, you do like TV shows more. Yeah. Uh, so I'll just I'll say I I saw. Um, I'm kind of ashamed that I just not watched this, but um, Hell or High Water. Have you guys ever heard of that? I've seen that with Chris Pine and Ben Foster and uh, Bridges, right? Uh huh. You have seen okay. it. Okay, I've seen it. I liked it a lot. Like, I mean, I I probably almost gave it five stars. It was. It, I remember it, it got nominated I saw it for in some passing. Oscars. That's a show. You just saw it in passing. You said a movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've seen like bits and pieces throughout the years, and I don't have anything against it. And I'll watch it if someone ever recommended it to me. But I've never sat down and watched it start to finish. I've always caught it on TV or someone else watching it or clips online. Yeah, I like it. It's got great, good acting. But I said all the time, it's like it's all about characters to me, and the, the, every character in that movie were, was great. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I was saying my favorite seeds when that uh when they go to that restaurant, Jeff Bridges and his deputy. Mm-hmm. She's like, "What don't you want?" Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "We got this. We got." Everyone comes in here orders a T-bone. Now, do you want collard greens? Do you want potatoes? Do you want corn? And he's like, "Well, I, I don't want this. Fine, you don't want that." <laughs> like, that, like yeah. I, I like that scene's really good. I do like the ending. The ending's really cool. Yeah, yeah. That's the guy that wrote it. Is the one that does that uh, Yellowstone. He's he's real big right now. That Taylor Sheridan. Okay, like okay. Every... I could I could believe that. I've seen bits every... pieces of Yellowstone too. I, as much as I love, um, oh my god, uh, Costner, <laughs> Kevin Costner, Kevin Costner. <laughs> Yeah, as much as I enjoy him, I've seen bits and pieces of it, and I that I enjoy, but I, I'm like, ugh, there's only so many times you can do the same thing. Like Coster doing westerns, you mean? Is it, is it a western? So I'm guessing it's, Wait, it's like a modern western, modern. like takes place nowadays. Not really. Well, he then it has a like, it has a bunch of prequels too. Yeah, Sam and, Elliott is in one of them. And yeah, Tim McGraw. I think it's getting its last season finally. I think it's overstated. It's welcome. 
thought you said it was a movie. What? I thought you said it was a movie. No, no, no. That's Hell or High Water. He's talking about Yellowstone. Oh, yeah. So we're in Yellowstone now? Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Yellowstone's got a and couple of seasons. on off pod. <laughs> you got to keep up, bro. You got to buckle in. Well, I haven't seen either one of the. I know Yellowstone's been pretty popular, but I, 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 it's just something we we just never really get into. I've seen bits and pieces. I was like, okay, I applaud that, but I'm like, I'm not going to watch that. Isn't the prequel about some one of the women? Like a, it's like it, seventeen. It's 70s. all about the family, um, yeah, like yeah. the the father of the father and the grandfather. I, think I, must, I think I must have listened to a podcast that maybe she just happened to be on or something. She was talking about getting her own little prequel. Maybe, maybe she. Harrison on... Ford was on one of the prequels too, mm-hmm. and Helen Mirren. I do. I love Helen Helen Mirren. Yeah, she's all things. Like great in everything I've ever seen her. I mean, I haven't seen that, but I was, everything I've ever seen her in, I've liked her a lot. She could be like really serious, and she could be incredibly funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a great actress. Yeah, she's great. Mm-hmm. Yes, I watched that, and then I also watched this movie called Arkansas. Have you guys seen that? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know who Clark Duke is? I know the name, but I don't. You ever seen Hot Tub Time Machine? Oh yeah, yeah. I watched it the other gla- day, didn't you? Yeah, oddly enough, yeah. Clark Duke, <laughs> the glasses, the shaggy yeah. hair. He's yeah, in like. He, green... he was on The Office for a little bit. The Office. Yeah. He was in Sex Drive. Oh, that that movie, Sex okay. Drive. He's in Sex Drive. He's got the glasses and the kind of combed down emo hair. Yeah, yeah. I, I can hear. I can hear his voice too. Apparently, oh, man, he's man. he's from Arkansas, and the movie's based on a novel, and he adapted it. He wrote it and he directed it for, uh, uh, and again, I don't think he's directed like a feature since then, but he did a really good job with that. It's, it's a really, really good movie. Uh, um, has, uh, also has, uh, I mean, it's loaded with stars. Vince Vaughn's in it. Uh, oh gosh. Um, Josh Brolin's daughter's in it. Who's also on Yellowstone. Um, gosh, who's the other, oh, the, uh, Hemsworth, Liam Hemsworth is like the main star in it. But uh, it kind of twists and turns. John Malkovich is in it. Well, it uh, I love John Malkovich. It's always fun to see him in things. Yeah, he's real good in that. But uh, but it's a really cool take on like uh, like you see all these movies about drug runners and things like that. But this one is like small time uh, drug dealers that are in Arkansas. You know, there's they kind of talk about how it's like the the Southern Mafia, or you know, that you have like the real mafia in New York, and then the Mexican Mafia. Like those are like the legit the gay mafia. You can't forget them; <laughs> they're real. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like a simple, simple story, and uh, gets real. Uh, uh, like I said again, great characters in it, and uh, has some pretty cool twists at the end. And I wouldn't say really say twist, but it kind of goes in a couple of different directions you didn't think it would go. And it's one of those movies too that kind of jumps back and forth in time with uh, Vince Vaughn's character. But uh like you guys shouldn't check that out. I think you'd like it. But Clark Duke, man, he he's a talented director. He needs a, he needs definitely needs to direct more stuff. Yeah, plenty of time. Dude's still young. Well, I picture him as young because he just he had he just looks young. He's probably in his my age or a little older. Yeah, like mid thirties. I'll look at this. Is that all you watched? Just those two things and all this time? Been busy. Movie wise. He's thirty eight. Um he's not too much older. <clears throat> Yeah, well, I, I mean, those are the only two movies that I think I watched all the way through. There are some other ones that I caught bits and pieces of them and try to watch. Um, you know, I, I've i told you guys a bunch, like, I'll I'll be laying in, on the couch or whatever, I'll just be flipping channels and I'll get into a movie that's like 15 minutes into it and I'll start watching it, you know, and mm-hmm. and then I always mean to go back and watch the whole thing. So there's a few of them that, like that that I watched, but the main things were TV. Like, I finished Fargo, that, that season wrapped up on the news 
season of Fargo, then True Detective started. I've watched the first yeah, two episodes with, um, of that. I keep seeing tons of trailers. Say, uh, Jody, Jody Foster. Foster. And someone else. Is I think uh, if it's not already, I guess I'm going to put True Detective on, on our on our TV wheel. It's got, what, four or five seasons five. now? This is the fourth. Fourth one. Fourth. So it's good. To, it's uh -huh. a good. And I know every season's different, but it's good to be good to put up. Put up cause we're about to, like, we're, we're at, we, we got, like, one season because you know we do two shows at a time for our our TV wheels. We so we so we don't get we, we don't burn out. We got we're on, we got we got like one season of Californication left and like two seasons of Stargate. But if one show ends, we spin the wheel and start another show. So mm. and then I started Mad Men. I've always wanted to watch that. I started yeah, I mean, Mad Men. Let us know as you work through it. I, I just didn't. I've heard nothing but great things and lots of people made made like that show made a lot of people. Uh, it just didn't seem like something we would care about, like the, the whole premise of it. Just I don't, I don't, I don't really know. But I think it's it was all part of that bad boys being the hero era that we're kind of stuck in, kind of thing. Yeah, with like Mad Men, Breaking Bad, and yeah, there's a bunch of other a couple stuff. other things all yeah. around Dexter and yeah, a couple of, all things around the same time. Yeah, Breaking Bad and Mad Men were both on AMC. Mm -hmm. Oh, that the yep. golden age of television, I think. Those two shows. Mm -hmm. Yeah, seen either one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've tried to watch Breaking Bad. I've tried, yeah, I've tried, I've tried to... multiple times to watch Breaking Bad and keep stopping because it's dumb. I, I can't. I still can't believe you guys think it. It's just to me, it's just so fantastic. I say it every time. Maybe I gotta get past season one, but I, like the third after like the third time they got stuck in the desert, I was like, no, we dude, we watched like into season three. I didn't watch that far. Yes, we did because it's short. We watched. I think we were like season one's like six episodes. Or something. Yeah, we watched. All they get season. lost in the desert. They get stuck in the desert like three times in six yeah. episodes. But we, I, like... we, we get because we, we watched it once, quit in season one, and it was like, oh no, no, you got to give it, a, give it a shot. Yeah. So we gave it a shot. We got like halfway into season three. We met Gus Fearing. I, I think you watch it without. No, we watched it. I don't remember. We watching watched it together. And we, we tried, and we <laughs> couldn't stand it. Yeah, I don't remember any of it. Yeah, to each his own, I guess. I mean, I, th I, I think it's, it's superb. It's and then like, Better Call Saul is is just equally as great. That's what we hear. I like Odenkirk. I do. I do. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do like um, what's his name? Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. I was gonna say Aaron Sorkin, but that's definitely not him. <laughs> Aaron Paul. And I, of course, I love Brian Cranston and everything he does. I think he's hilarious and he's always he's a phenomenal actor. And even Bob Odenkirk, a great actor. I'm just like, meh. It's like I said, I I don't want to watch a movie for five seasons. For the fifth season to finally explain, that I no, that's dumb, and and frankly, I think it's bad writing. Because yeah. everyone's like, "Oh man, you got to get to season five because season five explains why he's mad at his friends in season one." I'm like, "That's stupid and counterproductive. That just means you're winging it." You didn't... Oh, the the dude for Breaking Bad, the writer, openly talked about winging it for seasons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anybody made made Vin, Vince Gill? No, is that Vince Gillian? Is that Vince Gillian? Gilligan, Gilligan, I think. Gilligan, yeah, he, oh, he's open. Op he's been on many podcasts. Yeah, he's I mean, like, I do. Not that, not that it's a bad thing. It's just, I mean, he, he made a whatever show for award winning show for five seasons. He openly talked about winging it for episode to episode, like yeah. just like things just happen. And that's why the show kind of moves the way it does. But maybe that's why the show is a little more unique than some other shows, I guess people would say for writing wise, because it is kind of like a roller coaster. If he is like kind of like getting by by the skin of his teeth writing it episode to episode, he said they would like. They said he they would he would change scripts in the middle of filming and stuff like that, like dr dramatically change scripts in the in the middle of filming something. Yeah, something just felt better. Yeah, mm -hmm. everybody has their own technique in writing. Stephen yeah. King talks about he's completely anti plot. He's only plotted like two times or 
like very few times when he's written novels, he always writes as he goes. He he never like plans things out like a beginning, a middle, and an end, and backstories. And he just writes, and as it comes to him, it Have you... he, he says, uh, "If uh, if the author's surprised by the next scene, why won't the audience be surprised?" So, but uh, yeah, I mean, let's do a podcast the other day. Uh, they were talking about um, why am I blanking on it? One the hotel. I'm blanking so hard. Shining, The Shining, the book and the movie differences. Like the like apparently the ending to ending to both is completely different. I don't know. I've, I've only read I've read two Stephen King things. One of them I quit, and it was the what Dark, Dark Tower, Tower Gunslinger, I think it was, yeah. which I quit because I was like, this is confusing. I don't understand what's about, going on. But do you know about that, Steve? Have you have you read the the book to The Shining and and, and watched the movie? The I podcast? listened. I listened to the audiobook of The Shining, but it's been about ten years. Okay, because the other guys on the podcast, cause it's funny you just brought Stephen King up. I just, I did like yesterday heard these two guys talking about how the book and the movie have two com two completely different endings. The book of the shi shining book in the movie, yeah, have got completely different endings, which is kind of strange. Well, there's a lot. I mean, that's a, a lot of. Um, I think we talked about the the mist, and I mean, they change oh, yeah. stuff gets changed a lot. You know, well, you look at misery, like the most memorable scene that anyone and everyone talks about with misery with the ankles of the ankles it's not in the book nope not at all no, I, didn't, I didn't know that that's crazy it's not in it's not in the book at all oh uh, yeah so let me go straight down my list blake my, my list is like the order in which we watch things or you may jump around there's one in particular where I, we, I want to talk to steve about i think i know exactly which one which thing you're talking the, the about. One we just watched the other day you know, like two like two days ago one day or two days ago one in particular so that's like the most important one i got some nonsense kind of stuff and just all one two three so four of these are actually from Four of these are from our our movie wheel. Um, one, yeah, four. Uh, one, I, me and Jessica just watched on a whim, and I thought Blake would watch it after us. Another one's a horror movie. Something's then there's one Blake watched without me, you know, at all. And then uh, I guess we'll I guess I'll start with um, we actually went and saw uh, a, a screening of the thing at Belcourt. Uh, the uh, the Kurt yeah. Russell one. Yeah, yeah nineteen eighty two, the thing. So that was pretty cool. Jessica had never seen it before. It was kind of cool to uh, just oh, about to strangle my dog. Stupid dog. dog. <laughs> it's all right. I, okay. I feel you. We're in completely separate room with mine. Mine can't walk across the house. Well, <laughs> it's back when we had originally started the podcast. I always had to edit out the whining of the dogs in the background because they were in the same room with us. Now they're in a different part of the house now. That's good. Um, okay, so you're talking about the thing with Kurt Russell. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I answered that. I mean, God, it's been. 10 15 years want more since i've seen that movie that movie was like almost a brand new movie to me and blake said he blake said there was parts he, he don't he don't remember, he didn't remember, I don't remember them going into in much detail in some of it like i i've seen the thing a lot but <laughs> it's been a long i just it had like, to have been a long time i remember like the second half of the movie or the second two-thirds of the movie more than i remember the first part the effects are just so great i mean they oh, still say still, still are they were beautiful, and if, if, if we get to see them on the big screen like, yeah, at the yeah. Belcourt. It was actually the same. Cool. Uh, well, they, they only got so many screens at Belcourt. But it was the same screen we watched Tennessee Gothic on that one of the, one of the big ones. Tennessee Gothic and Clerks Three. And Clerks Three, yeah. It was the same oh yeah, mm -hmm. that's, that's that's the theater we were showing. We saw the thing. Huh? Man, it man, it holds up. It holds up, man. Yeah, so um, good. The only thing that was weird about it now, like, and I think it's just like modern audiences, and there's like a bunch of younger people in there, I guess. They're like laughing at things that weren't comedy. Yeah. Like, like they're just like making, like people are like laughing at like this dude's like typing this stuff on the computer and the computer's like 
telling him the the odds of infection and the odds of survival and stuff like that. And people were like laughing because I guess because it's an old timey computer. And I was like, well, this isn't this like this, like, this isn't comedy. This isn't what's this isn't what's it's, funny. It's harrowing. This is kind of yeah, it's supposed to be kind of part part of the scare, but they're, it's just these bunch of probably twenty year olds laughing at the the funny to them a funny computer. So it was like it was like the audience like breaking into laughter on this computer. Mm. Me, Jessica, and Blake are sitting there like, uh, why is that funny? This isn't funny. This is just <laughs> right. the computer telling him bad things are happening. I don't know if they're laughing at the computer or laughing at oh, there's a twenty percent chance that the world's going to die. And they were laughing at the funny computer and it like spewing out data, which was you know. Yeah, but do you, do you know what part we're talking about? I know it's yeah. probably been a minute since you've yeah. seen yeah. it. And it was another part too, where like where the audience laughed at something that wasn't that wasn't comedy. I can't remember where it was, but it was like the whole like it felt it felt like half the audience laughed. Everybody was laughing, but me, Blake, and Jessica. I don't know what that was about. I, I mean, looked around. And I was like, "What's so funny? What is funny? Yeah, what is that? <laughs> well, like, what is happening here?" I because I love probably just thing. giddy that they're seeing it on the big screen. I'm sure now. Hopefully, I I, could, I remember everything that happens. Like I said, about the two thirds mark. Where they're, you know, in you know, testing and they're the paranoia is at a high. I do not remember, and I do remember them going to the other base to check it out brief, briefly. I do not remember them getting to the helicopter and flying to the alien ship that's in the ice. And I, that part was not in my brain at all. I don't remember that. I didn't remember that at all. Hmm. What if we saw some? Ex- if it was, oh, they were airing like an extended cut or something. I don't know. They didn't really I always, it. I always think about that scene where they're. Using the fire to see, you know, mm-hmm. that's like that, the blood, the hot stick in the blood. Yeah, yeah and they're the all like, wire. I want to see. I'm sure there's in that the, they see the one guy turn into it. And they're all like freaking out, like trying to get away, and they can't get away because they're tied to the chairs. He's like screaming, and I want to get a, such a great scene. Sure, Blake got a Blu-ray somewhere. I want to look online. I want to see how they did the when he poked the blood and the thing pops out of the blood. I want to see how. <laughs> I want. I want to know how they did. Right, yeah, I bet. I guarantee we got it. <clears throat> and. Because it's also been so long since I'd seen it, I didn't realize that Keith David played such a huge role in that movie. Yeah, like he's to the very end, isn't he? Oh yeah, he, yeah. he is. Isn't he, him and the, Kurt Russell the, the very end. He's the final scene, yeah. The, the yeah. big, the big, not mystery, but the the big, the big reveal, the big reveal that like like he's clearly like we talk about like Kurt Russell's bro- has a lot of breath, but Keith has no. There's no breath coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, cool. That's so I, great. I, I loved every second of it. Yeah, it was Another cool. I would have cool enjoyed it more that. if there were less people there, but they there weren't a lot of people talking. There's just like like Drew said, like the strange laughter. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah that's the thing it. about going to see something in the theater. I mean, you live or die by that. Sometimes it's cool. People's reaction sometimes it's annoying. Yeah. Um, I love I loved seeing it. I would. Yeah, there, there's actually speaking of the shining, they're throwing, they're showing, they well, they were probably past the showings now, but they were showing. He said every year in the snowy time, they show the thing and shining every and they're, they're winter, 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 oh, winter, cool. winter, winter horror, yeah. so, huh. they're their winter Christmas movies. That's cool. Winter horror, yeah. So maybe maybe next year we'll go see the shining. I know, and we talked about it before. I think I talked about with maybe I talked about with Jeff or just you. Like I'm not the biggest fan of the shining, and Jessica's like mad at me about it because she loves the shining, and I was like, I watched with her like three times. I'm just like. I mean, it's okay, I guess. I just don't. I like pieces of it. I don't like maybe, it as a maybe whole. that's what it is. Pieces, yeah, maybe certain. Yeah. And it's Stephen just... King hates the movie. He he hates Jack Nicholson's performance. It's goofy, man. Yeah, it's just yeah. really over the his, top. His performance is goofy. The kid stuff is kind of goofy. I hate that kid. I hate Sherry. Him. Was her name Sherry Duvall? Shelly. Shelly Duvall is not Olive an oil. actress. <laughs> like she's not an actress. It's awful i was like what do people i think people like parts people like the blood elevator people like 
the the naked gross lady scaring. They like the kids on the bicycle. I think everybody, it's like that thing we talked like, about, but people like certain parts of things. Me and mm-hmm. Blake talk about it on our other podcast. Like people like there's like certain video games that people they think they love. And then they bring them back out again. And people are like, oh, it's not as good as I thought. Yeah, because you all, you remembered what was like the, the first hour of that game is what you thought was amazing. Right. And then you forget about the other 25 hours of that game that are terrible. Like, I think there's just certain parts of movies that hold, that keep movies in high regard. And I'm I'm thinking The Shining is one of those. The slow uh, parts of The Shining are actually my favorites. Like whenever he's writing and just the dynamic with his family. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's it. And that's what a lot of the book focuses on, too. Like it's like kind of the inside of his mind and how he's spiraling out of control and like when he's writing that uh, all work and no play and he hasn't oh. written all those that like that's I've never actually awesome. sat down and watched the shine. Yeah, Blake hasn't seen it. Blake, Blake hasn't sat down oh, the okay. whole thing before. Like, it, it, it's one of the. Spoil. You don't care. He's seen all the important stuff. But yeah, just, I mean, I, I didn't I, spoil I, anything, but it's not a spoiler. But you you haven't actually sat down like and like got all the way through it. The senses that I get from people who hate the movie and like love the book and everything is the fact that there's no buildup to Jack Nicholson's crazy. He starts crazy and gets crazier. Like there is no like, it's just like Jack, it's just like Jack he just goes, boom. Yeah. Let's do this. He's just, you know, that's, that's what the consensus I get having, but I'm, like I said, I've never watched it. So. Yeah. I think that's how Stephen King felt about it. And the book, I mean, he's, you know, it, it's basically Stephen King, uh, the character that that is, you know, because Stephen King was so out of his mind, you know, a lot of Go whenever coke. he was younger, yeah, he didn't even remember writing like Cujo. And uh, so he basically based that character on himself, you know, and um, but that but that's the character. He's like a recovering alcoholic and he's trying to figure out how to write again. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. um, so he goes to that place and he thinks that that's going to help him. And but um, yeah, really, uh, the story is awesome. But uh and then, you know, Kubrick obviously did a good job making it, uh, giving it the Kubrick vibe to it. But I don't know the, the Nicholson's performance just kind of overtakes it real quick about the thing I was going to mention. Mm-hmm. One thing I always think is cool about that is, you know, John Carpenter does the music mm-hmm. for a lot of his movies like that. Ho- the famous Halloween score is his and mm-hmm. but he didn't do the score for. And you always you would think that he did it because it's kind of like dun, 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 you know, it has that mm-hmm. like. And it's still like I can just hear it right now. I love that the music and the thing, but that Ennio Morricone did the music for that. So you know, you always talk about music, but to <laughs> me, the t- two most important things are the script and music. Like, uh, what was I watching the other day? Um, Night. You, I'm sure you guys love Nightbreed, probably. Uh, obviously, because you love Clive like, Barker. It's been a minute since yeah, I've seen it. Really Nightbreed. Yeah. yeah, but I was watching Nightbreed the other day, and you know, I've seen it tons of times. But what's his name? I was like, why do Boom. I like this movie so much? And it's Danny Elfman's score. You know what I'm saying? It <laughs> oh, just, of course. It, it just brings that vibe to it. I just love anything, that. Anything Danny Elfman touches. Yeah. So, uh, it's, but it just on. automatically makes me like it. You know, even though like if that score wasn't in there, I'd probably be like, eh, this movie's like gross. I don't really like it. But Still it just kind of t- like t- tones down all that you know the clive barker like gore and you know but yeah have you seen the uh we haven't watched it yet we're going to now but have you watched the uh was it 2011 2011 yeah sequel re sequel they call they call it a remake but it's really like a sequel of the thing where they it's where a prequel. it's it's a prequel sequel kind of you know you know of the of the other camp did you ever watch oh, that? the Legion. the one that came out with uh elizabeth one or whatever yeah mary elizabeth, mary elizabeth. Yeah, yeah i saw that 
Yeah, it's, I liked it. Yeah, we haven't. We're, we're actually we, we need to put it on the wheel. Like it's going to be like where we might just skip ahead and just watch it. Oh, I, that's I probably need. But uh, we want to watch that now pretty close because when, when Blake was looking at the Blake after we watched it, of course, Blake was like looking up the movie. Like you know, like the, the original thing was a like a like a complete block, like a complete absolute failure in theaters. Like it bombed so freaking hard. It it's become it went from being like terrible in theaters to releasing on video and becoming like one of the more famous horror movies and most inspirational horror movies of all time. Uh, then that the sequel um, also failed in theaters, but hasn't really, it never really made its mark, but all of that to say that there's supposedly a new, uh, another one coming out with Blumhouse and uh, what's got supposedly has John Carpenter involved, probably not directing, but he's at least he said he's at least involved with uh yeah yeah because what I read sequel was sequel to the the original movie. It's not a sequel. Well, it is. But what they did was the original thing or the thing from outer space was when it was published was published in you know pulp magazines and as a series of of store of chapters of as like a short story novella, and then they found in the original writers estate or whatever after everything you know he died they were going through the estate john carpenter was with some family and they found the full-blown novel version called frozen hell and it's like a much bigger version of the thing you you, you said they found this in like 2019 uh 2019 2018 when they when they found it they were going just because i think the dude had passed and the family was going through the estate but it's called frozen hell and john carpenter is writing and producing at the very least and there he's doing the full-blown adaptation of frozen hell which serves as prequel remake and sequel should be called the thing because it encompasses everything Hmm. because i guess the dude just kept writing kept writing and but you know even after the story got published he was like it's not done yet because there's more and so frozen hell is what the movie is going to be titled because that's what the original manuscript was titled so i'm kind of looking forward to that Hmm. Should be very cool. Oh yeah, frozen hell. Yeah, you you, you look it up. For, it's got a, it's got a Wikipedia page and everything. I saw uh, so I'll just continue with our our list. Uh, I'll, I'll go back to the top for something family family friendly. I guess I don't know if you ever seen the uh, the who's Eddie Eddie Murphy. Yeah, for the Eddie, the Eddie Murphy haunted mansion. Yeah, I, I mean, I used to watch it with our kids all the time. Yeah, we watched it because it was Jessica put Haunted Mansion on the wheel so we could actually actually watch both that one, and then we're, we're going to watch the the brand new one that just came out. It just hit with Lake Stanfield. Lake Stanfield. I I love Lake. So that's 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 on the wheel for ne- next time we land on that. But we figured we'd go ahead and might as well go ahead and watch whatever year that movie came out with with Eddie Murphy. I think two thousand five um, or something, something yeah, like that. Oh five. So you say you're you're familiar. I I thought it was it was okay. Uh, it was fun. It was it was. I mean, again, it's you're probably the same way. But whenever you watch those movies with your kids, it's just like it makes you like it more. You know what I'm saying? Because you kind of have that bond with them. But it's one of those movies I've probably heard more times than I've watched because <laughs> we had it on the DVD player in the car. You know what I'm saying? Burn, oh, yeah. Burning it up. Yeah. It's a great intro horror movie. Like if you want to get your kid there's into scary, horror. there's some actually could be some potentially scary stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I probably I probably won't watch it. Like you, you seen it a hundred times, Steve. I probably won't ever. I probably won't ever watch it again. I got no reason to really watch it again. No. Well, see, it's funny because that's a good intro into horror for like kids. Like it's funny. I'm thinking it's like a good intro into horror. You should watch this or maybe watch like corpse bride or you know nightmare before Christmas. Something kind of kitty but also creepy. And I'm like, man. When I was six years old, I watched Hellraiser. 
and I love it even to this day. So I don't know what's a good intro. <laughs> intro to horrors, don't tell us. Because like yeah. I said, six years old, me and Drew were watching that movie. I got my teddy bear, Teddy. Anytime a scary part <laughs> came up, I would cover Teddy with my blanket. And when, when the scary part was over, I'd uncover it because I had to be brave for Teddy. I think Drew had a, a dog, uh, Wrinkles. Wrinkles, yeah. And But we had, I was six, which means you had to have been nine. Um, way too young to be watching Hell Ring. Oh, way too young. <laughs> right. Way, way too young. The skinned body, like... And I bought like a he's like skinned and like crawling around eating people. So yeah, I don't. Well, we were hooked to it. We watched the whole thing. Yeah, and it's ingrained <laughs> in my brain. I'm surprised I'm not as messed up as I am. We're not more messed up. <laughs> more messed up. <laughs> but yeah, sorry That's to awesome. me go off on that way. Yeah. So you know, haunted mansion. Yeah. You got anything? Uh, you remember anything else? Or you kind of you kind of tapped out for the me? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you guys go ahead. That's I, that's pretty much everything. Oh, yeah, we're for me. Yeah, we stay pretty busy. I'm gonna. Uh... Well, here we go. I'm a shotgun through some kitty movies. I don't want to bur- bury him in kitty bury this whole thing in kitty movies. Oh, how would you go talk about? Because uh, you watch without me. Maybe Steve knows it. The in the heart of the sea. Yeah, in the heart of the sea. Have you seen that, Steve? In the heart of the sweet sea. Sea. Huh. Oh, is that the was Chris Hemsworth in that? Yeah, Hemsworth, Cillian Murphy. Ron, did Ron Howard direct that? Yes, yes, he did. I, I have never seen it, but I know about it. Yeah, it's it's okay. So he just ran, he just randomly picked it one day well, when I was when I was at work one one day. Is, I, is it I about saw, is it Moby Dick basically? It's like the story that inspired Moby Dick basically. Okay. Um, because I saw a clip of it at work one day, and I was like, okay, we watched it like at lunch, and then I took a nap because that's you know what you got to do when you're working. And I was like, okay, let me. That wasn't half bad. Let me. I'll. I'll find the movie cheap and I will get it. And I, I found the movie at like McKay's for like five dollars. So I was like, you can't go wrong with five dollars. And there's nothing wrong with the movie. The whole it's a whole frame story, and it's like the last surviving member of the ship that was attacked by the the killer whale, the Leviathan, the Moby Dick. Actually, they don't call it Moby Dick in the movie because the, at the end, the um the actual author for Moby Dick is interviewing the last living member to get the story so that he can write Moby Dick. It's like, you know, but the person he's interviewing is, uh, and the whole point of the movie is it's Tom Holland. It's one of it, it, because Tom Holland appeared in that movie and worked with Chris Hemsworth. He was recommended to Marvel to be Spider-Man. That's how he got his in from being really? working with Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Now I'm so sick. Tom of Holland's that. in that movie in the heart of the yeah. sea. In Heart of the Sea, yeah, he's a he's the young he's a young kid, and he's the last surviving member who's the old man at the end of the movie telling the story. Hmm. But the cool thing is the old guy is Brendan Gleeson, hmm. Knuckles, <laughs> yeah, from Paddington. Knuckles McGinty, he just pops up in everything. Doesn't he's he? he's phenomenal. Actor. Man, Wonka's in theaters right now. We, we we should we should we should go to theaters and see it. What Wonka's in theaters? Right oh now. yeah, Wonka Dude, did hit theaters. What's the director's name? His new movie. Yeah, the guy that did Paddington two made. I don't remember his saying. name. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, Paddington one and two. Like he passed on Paddington three to do Wonka, but Wonka's Wonka, in theater. Yeah, I, I haven't heard anything about Wonka yet. But besides the the uh, daring mistake of uh, not hiring Paul uh, King, yeah, Paul, yeah, Paul King, King. Uh, the not hiring uh, little think, people, little people Wars. to play Munchkin to play the Oompa uh, Loompas. They it's uh, freaking. Grant. It's Hugh Grant. It's Hugh Grant with the like digitized on a face. I know, like y'all are just like asking to get like canceled now. What what, what, what is going on? I mean, I like Hugh Grant, but you don't make well, a Hugh movie. Grant's his dude. You know, he was. I know in he Paddington, is. His, I know so. he is his dude, but like put him somewhere else. In he the could movie. have been the other guy. 
Yeah, like you just don't like this day and this day and age. I mean, I don't personally care, but like I'm not like offended by it. But like you should like this modern day and age, you're gonna have people. You're gonna have you're gonna have oompa loopas and and not hire a bunch of Disney little... has canceled the Snow White movie because of that. Oh yeah, because oh, yeah. instead of it being called Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, it's just called Snow White, and they were like mm -hmm. black. I don't say blackball them, but they were like disregarding the dwarves and so many people were like well, you know they were up in arms about it plus i think the lead girl had some drama about promoting you know we don't need no man in this movie because she's a woman and women probably you know something like that and so they kind of shut her up and all that movie's about yeah so they haven't put that movie out the movie's been ready for a while i don't think they're i think they're shelving it indefinitely i don't know anything with wonka not really making i haven't heard anything about wonka not I mean, I'm in. I mean, I'm in the little. You know, I hear about movies and stuff like that in the, my, my little circle of the internet, and heard nothing about Wonka. It's doing really well, isn't it? I would hope so. I mean, I don't. I don't know if it, it'll it'll do Paddington well, but it'll should you know. I'm not sure the world needed an, an, another Wonka movie. Maybe that's probably maybe that's probably what it is. Looks I'm like it's made five hundred million dollars in domestic what? box office alone. Oh, okay. I, Wait, no, I'm sorry. No, five hundred worldwide. 187 domestic, 345 international, 533 worldwide. What it costs to make? Mm, does it have a budget? Probably like 75. I'll say 125. 25 is way higher. 125? That, that movie. The amount of CGI, 125. I would guess like, yeah, between 100 and probably 115, 200, but let's see. So but I'm no big one... stars are in it, though. I mean, Shalom, maybe he hasn't really. And Hugh Grant. Budget, right. 125, yeah. Is, is it? 125. That's what they report. So, oh, the yeah, dot, baby. so yeah, for five hundred dollars, I mean five hundred thousand on one hundred twenty-five. That's a that's a that's a that's, that's a, a mild, it's a mild success. I mean, it's not like it's, they're it's not, not done yet. It just came out like last they're, week. They're, they're not beating down the doors for a sequel. That's for sure. It's a prequel. Well, for a sequel to that one, which yeah. would just be, in, but you know what I mean. But that's five hundred. I mean, huh? yeah. it ain't no Barbie. <laughs> no, what else you got, Drew? I guess uh, we'll, we'll do the, the one that I wanted to talk about the most, and I, I'll save some other other because I got two things that I, I watch without Blake because it makes it harder to talk about. But uh, the main thing we want to talk about, and I know and I, we already know your feelings for the movie, but we want to talk about it anyway. Is we uh, the wheel landed on Pearl, so we watched we watched Pearl. You did watch night. that? We watched Pearl the other night, two so. nights ago, three nights ago. We know you and generally said you didn't like it, but I'd like you know now we can talk now since we and Blake I loved have X. Out. I did not like Pearl. Yeah, I, I even told Jessica that when we were sitting down to it, and she was like, "Oh, that's weird. We'll, we'll see. We'll see why it's they are very very different movies." I kind of wasn't expecting them to be such different movies. Uh, I, I liked X uh, for the most part. I would I hate. I hate hype more than anything, and there's so much hype, 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 hype in general for for anything. Hype, I think hype. There's so, but there, like for there's so much hype behind X, like so much hype behind X. And then what was the other thing we watched the other, the other day about the people in the tunnel with uh, Justin Long? There's a crazy oh, barbarian. Barbarian. There's oh, so in the tunnel. Massive yeah. hype behind Barbarian. X and Barbarian are not related, but there's so much hype behind both movies in the horror communities. Those both those movies exploded. Like like like, like the best things to happen to horror. Like that's all you ever hear. I didn't really like Barbarian that much. Barbarian's like two different movies, you know. Yeah, yeah Barbarian's very strange. It was okay. But I was just like, I don't know what I'm. I don't, we don't know what I'm watching here. Very weird. X was was a you know was a was a good little stabby slasher movie x wasn't like didn't 
The X really didn't do it for me. Now, I, I'm not I'm not saying all this to lead up into like Pearl really did it for me. I like parts of Pearl. One of my favorite parts of Pearl is right, right at the end, which we'll, we'll talk about in a second. Uh, but I like Pearl probably just as much. Even, well, I mean, yeah, maybe just as much. But they're just they're just it's weird that it's like a prequel to like and you can't even really tell they're. If you did, if you accidentally watched Pearl first, you wouldn't have any idea it was related to the other movie. Mm-mm. I mean, again, I'd always talk about characters, and I just I have to root for somebody, and that's the reason I don't like Taxi Driver. Just if the if the main character of the movie is somebody that I hate and despise, I I hated Joker, but uh, I felt the same yeah, way I about loved, Pearl. I just despise I that character. So I don't know. I just couldn't root. So for rolling. Anyone. So on the same same time, I want to roll back. So like despising a character, we'll roll back to like Breaking Bad real quick. Like, did you like Brian Cranston's? Uh, what's his did name? You like Walter White? Did you like Walter White as a person? Like, or is okay. It, or is, so what's the title yeah. of the show? Breaking Bad. I know it's what he does. He, I know that's the whole point of it. That's he starts out as this great guy, and then, but that's the that's what's genius about that show is it yeah. it goes on that character arc, but then it's like. The people that you don't like that you're like, man, we don't want them to catch them. Like, well, Hank's just, oh, Hank was my favorite character. Yeah, 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 I will say Hank was my favorite character. Is that the, the, and, the brother And Jesse, too. I mean, Jesse basically becomes the hero. And Walt, you know, redeems himself at the end and basically frees, like, does everything he can to free Jesse. And then El Camino, the movie that comes out that picks up immediately after the end of Breaking Bad with Aaron Paul is just awesome too it shows all kinds of extra stuff that happened and but uh, again i mean to answer your question um yeah. that's what's great about tv shows is that it, you, you get more this character arc and and other characters come in like one you know characters die off in tv shows and th- they say all the time like the ultimate sin on the tv show is to name the show after a character because that character you know the actor could like three years into it be like i hate this and i'm not doing it anymore or i want this much money and then you're screwed and um so to do something like that breaking bad you know you named perfectly and it's about the way that that guy how it affects his life you know what i'm saying so yeah. again i mean to answer your question it's like he you you love him then you hate him then you love him again at the end that's okay. what you're about tv shows and all the supporting characters you're like come on hank come on jesse you know and Mm-hmm. Uh, you're rooting for uh, Saul. You're rooting for uh, my favorite, and uh, other than Hank, my other favorite character in between uh, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul is Mike Ehrmantraut. The Jonathan Banks is the actor that plays him. Uh, the guy that's uh, like the fixer. He's like Gus's right hand you know, man. You know, the, I, the old man. Oh wait, wait, yes, yes, yes. Whenever that, whenever the Jess, the big ears and big nose. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah I, I, he was in Community, like the last season of Community. I'll pull his face up. Uh, he's been not, around forever, I think, man. I think I the older face. gentleman bald, and he's like, "It's my birthday," and that stupid thing with the meow meows. Yeah, yeah, him, that he's a funny actor. I he's even like in him. Gremlins. He's like one of the cops, but he's been around forever, man. Huh. Mm-hmm. Maybe, anyway, maybe we're gonna watch Breaking Bad sometime. Uh, we're so, talking about Pearl. <laughs> Pearl. So you don't. So there's no real growth. I guess. I mean, the movie, movie's not that long. There's not enough time really spent with her, and also doesn't like. Like when the, when the movie starts and she's all she's talking big and and you've already watched X you know you know what she becomes anyway which is nothing that's the problem that's the kind of the problem I have with prequels sometimes is if you kind of know what's going to happen it kind of takes away from 
everything that she wants to see in them. So any any, any part of her journey in, in that she has in Pearl is negated by, by you know you know who where she's at where she where she's at in X. So, but if you throw that aside, which you kind of have to for any kind of prequel, um, you didn't root like you don't really root for her. Like she has she has a terrible mom and like a really bad situation. You weren't really rooting for. Her. No, I hated her. I just <laughs> she didn't I hated say her it's character. Part of her man. problems is her. She actually that she is broken. She is kind of like a little serial kill, little serial killer in the making. Yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe I, I need to watch it dad. again. But the dad, yeah, the yeah, dad, dad and, Pearl, and it was man. just it was like you just felt icky the whole time. Like that whole situation with the dad was just was gross. Like, every every bit of it was gross. <laughs> like bathing him and then like getting in the bath, getting into his bath water, and just, not waste the hot water, waste hot water. The mom like not being not being real weird about that. The mom just kind of letting it happen. And it's I mean we talked about it with Harmony whenever we did Beach Bum. It's just like you just feel I don't want to go and watch a movie and just feel icky the whole time. You know what I'm saying? So is it just me or now I have limited experience with with her? But is Mia Goth icky? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's. She's definitely picking those roles, you know. Because we, you know, my my first experience was uh, Infinity, Infinity Pool, Infinity Pool, and then, oh, that was your first experience with her, with her, yes. Mm -hmm. And then we went into X, and then this, and she's especially she's kind of normal her at her 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 role. Well, she, I guess she plays both roles in X, and then she plays this character, which is kind of just icky, but like, and she is kind of she's icky in Infinity Pool too. I just wondered, it's like that's kind of she's picking the she's picking these roles. Have you seen her? Have we we've talked about her on Infinity Pool, I imagine, but I don't know what else we've mm -hmm. seen her in. What that's, else? I, she's been in other stuff. But that's you. you know, that's, that's like her breakout. I think X was kind of her breakout role. I feel I feel like it's X. Yeah, is X more, was definitely her breakout role. Yeah, she plays she plays her character and she plays. Pearl, all make on all, all the makeups. She kind of got a kind of double role there. I'm trying to think. What was that first? The only other thing she was in was X Pearl, and she's in Maxine, and she's in Infinity Pool. Um, the only other thing she was in was she was like the the female love interest in Cure for Wellness with Dane DeHane. Is that Lovecraftian thing? Yeah, I don't think we watched that. We've watched it. And Marrowbone. I watched that. We've watched Cure for Wellness. It's a weird movie, mm -hmm. but I. She in that one too. She played no. I can't decide if I like. And then I, I, you know, I've seen enough movies. You think I can't decide if I like Mia Goth as an actress. I can't figure. I can't figure it out yet. You know. Oh, they're yeah. remaking Blade. She's the second lead in that. In, in Blade. Oh, yeah, it's the, a Marvel movie. Uh, Blade, yeah, they, they, Ali's Blade. Ali's Blade. Yeah, that he's been announced. I didn't know she was announced. I didn't know she was announced in it. She's the second, like the main person, I guess. Maybe she'd be, cool. be the bad guy and be icky. Maybe she'd be icky and gross <laughs> in that too. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I got mixed feelings about Mia Goth. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at like then there's that High Life with Robert Pattinson. That's an extremely icky movie. Suspiria. I didn't like that. I thought that was icky. Oh, is she in the, the remake? Is she in the remake of Suspiria? Mm-hmm. See, we won't see again. We're on that. We're on the outside. On the outside, we know what Jeff loves. Uh, what's his name? The director, Dario Argento. Dario Argento. And like we watched, yeah. me and Jessica and Blake, we watched the we watched the Spirit and was bored to death. I was bored, and I know he y'all. I think you're on the same boat as Jeff. So now you like a. I like a slow burn too. I like a slow burn that seems like it's going somewhere. And there's just large swaths of Suspiria where nothing, where nothing's happening, and I don't think it's really heading anywhere. And then the ending kind of just happens suddenly, which I guess is a style. I think Dario Argento does that a lot with a lot of his movies. I'm guessing. 
Um, but yeah. that was enough to obviously now granted the sequel, the, the remake has nothing to do with Dario Argento, but we still, we chose not to even, not, not to even give the remake a chance. I think you said it's much, it's, it's actually bad compared to the original anyway. I mean, you know, it's the, the original is just, it's Argento, you know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. almost like, it was almost like a, it's like remaking a Kubrick movie, basically, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nobody should ever it's, do that. Yeah. I mean, I, don't, I, I don't even know why somebody would have done it, but. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, if if you'd never seen the original, there's probably people that love the remake. You know what I'm saying? But because it just has some crazy shit in it. Yeah, I mean, they did have crazy stuff in it. I just didn't really understand what it was. I didn't know what I was watching. I I, I don't know. I get like that with some movies sometimes. I felt like it's like totally totally different. But I felt that way when we were watching Beach Bum. I was like, what What are we watching? Like, like, am I stupid? What is this awful? Am I? It's like well, at least Beach Bum. At some time, like and and like. Like I could see the art in like uh in Suspiria. I I get the the camera and the 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 way that he was making art and with the but like watching like Beach Bum, I was like, is this art? Like, am I stupid? Am I missing something? Like yeah. there's like there's lots of folks who are talking and they're saying nothing. What's yeah. going on here? We already we talked about that before, but like uh I don't know. I, I get that way. With, with, I'll be watching. It's far not just those two. I'm just picking those two movies because because of recency. But like I've watched lots of movies where just like, what what is happening here? Like like why 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 make this? I mean, I'm probably in the minority, and especially with like film like film buffs and stuff. But yeah. I'll say I don't like self indulgent. I don't like directors that make movies for themselves. You know, no. what I'm saying that's how I kind of feel with about harmony. those movies. And yeah, that and that's how guy... I feel about yeah. What's his name? Who directed the witch and stuff? No, well, I, I, everybody seems to like the witch. The, the lighthouse is a mixed bag. No, yeah, I'm, I'm well, and we like Northman. I like yeah, uh, me Steve and Blake like Northman. Me and Blake like Northman. With Robert Edgar Egg, Eggers. Eggers, yeah, yeah. But one that you we 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 can agree on is what Panos. Oh, the Comatos, the Mandy guy. The oh, Mandy. Cosmatos. Yeah, George Mandy. P. Cosmatos' son. Yeah, Mandy. Yeah, Mandy was complete nonsense. And that one thing in Guillermo de Toro's Counter Curiosities with Peter Weller that was just over. That was the same guy, wasn't the it? Same director, yeah. Same director, yeah. Oh man, did you, did you watch the Cabinet Curiosities? I need to. I need. I I started watching that one night, and it's we, we, like the, I yeah, it was like a decent one, a terrible one, a decent one, a terrible that, one. Not you should be watching. That's it. that's anthologies, man. You should be on top of that by now. That's that's like either. But the, to me, in the Cabinet of Curiosities, there was one good one. The Body, I think it's called The Body. I think it's the, it's the third or fourth one. It's called The Body. The Body, the only really good one. Every, all the other ones are either mediocre or just straight bad, especially the one. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's most anthologies, like, there's a great one, a great one, a good and, one, a terrible one. But that, that Cabinet of Curiosities, I was like, I didn't love any of them. You know what I'm saying? Well, there is. But, I need to watch the one that you're talking. I'm probably yeah, go back and watch because that is like well, there's like six of them. There is the one six or eight. There's six, six or eight. There's there is the one good one. Like I feel like the one that like stood above the rest that Guillermo even talked about. I heard like talk about that like people had said it was like an impossible story to turn into film, and then and I think they I don't know what the, I don't I don't I haven't read I the think story. We, the impossibility is what made him put the most effort into it. Who knows? But everything, I, some of them were literally just Lovecraftian short stories, like rats in the in the wall, or yeah, rats in the grave, probably to the grave with the rats and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. Watch them. I'll just watch that one. The body. You got to. You got to watch all of them. We don't. They're not related in any kind of way. Uh, I don't want to circle. <laughs> we got. We got to. Uh, we got. We need to get. We need to get to the actual. The the. the we'll stop this at like the hour mark. Yeah. 
But I sort of get roll roll back around to Pearl where all of this started as we yeah. tan we tangent off. I really liked uh the last couple of minutes of Pearl when uh what's her name? The girl, the blonde girl. Oh, her friend Mitzi. Mitzi oh, her friend. After the conversation, like Mitzi's like, I like I love how it's filmed. Like Mitzi's leaving the house and she walks in the stairs and she's walking away and the camera's kind of Yeah, that shot's her. cool. A shot yeah, then, I agree with that. And uh what's her name? You know, you know what I'm saying? Uh she walks down the stairs, picks mm-hmm. up the axe and starts mm-hmm. shaking like all that, that whole 30 second sequence. I was like, that is the that's the best that little thing is the best part of that entire movie. I feel yeah. like well, just filming wise, like cinematography the, the cinematography, yeah. I've heard that whole that I was like, that was like the cool. I was like, I was like giggling when that was happening. You probably shouldn't giggle when somebody's getting axed, but as that played out, I started giggling. <laughs> I was like, this. I was like, I, I think I might even said this is awesome out loud. You probably did. I think I said this was <laughs> awesome. I, I mean, that's the cool thing about movies. Sometimes you can have a movie that's just kind of okay, but you will often sometimes find like one part that's like a standout. That's what I love about movies. And like you said, TV shows in general. There's like this one, and that entire movie. The only part I'll remember that the entire movie, I will always remember that that last thirty seconds. Mm. I'll never, I'll never watch Pearl again. I have no reason to watch Pearl again. Uh, it wasn't good enough to really watch again. But that last thirty seconds is, uh, I guess, the last thirty seconds of the movie is, is that is that weird smiling thing she does <laughs> over the credits. Oh God! Which was apparently Mia's choice. <laughs> Talk about her being weird. That's one of my least favorite things I've ever seen in a movie. Period. Yeah, Blake said. Uh, uh, initially it was a freeze frame of the smile, but uh, they just kept filming when she was doing it, and he he just liked it and put, left it in the movie. Yeah, it was Ty West. Ty West, Ty West left it in there. See, and I like Ty West for the most part. I mean, that he has some stuff that I really like. Yeah. Innkeepers, innkeepers, love innkeepers. Yeah. I need to, innkeepers I, I wanna... has one of my favorite scenes ever in a movie. Yeah, people talk about there's a scene in the innkeepers which is kind of kind of back to uh, we've talked about it before where like not seeing something is often yeah, scarier. That's than the seeing scene it. I'm talking about, yeah. and that it's the fear on their face of what they're seeing is <laughs> it's way so scarier, perfectly done, way scarier than anything he can act. He, he can never show you anything scary enough. Oh, and both uh, of I, them. I need to watch Innkeepers again, but just just for that, just in general, because it's a cool movie mm-hmm. for that in particular. Of uh, Sarah yeah. Paxton and what, Pat, what's his name? Pat Healy. Pat Healy. They have that movie. I think it was your recommendation. Cheap Thrills. Mm. Cheap Thrills. Yeah. I think that's why that movie was great too. That was a fun movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just watched the movie the other day that Pat Healy directed. Hmm. He directed Um, a lot, didn't he? Is he not? Is that is he not the one that's involved with like a Blue Ruin and is that the same guy? Who was involved with what? Who did the? Uh, There's like Mason. What's that guy's name? He made the Toxic Avenger. Oh, Lloyd Kaufman. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the remake. Uh, Oh, Peter uh, Dinklage. Well, Jeremy Saulnier made. made blue ruin but then that making blair yeah i thought that was a group of people that we ran into at one there was like this one year where like me you and blake and jeff were all talking about all these all these movie makers and they're like it's like the same guy he did it was like the same group that did they did a what is the other one i can't freaking think we haven't watched we haven't watched blue ruin yet i don't think no it's on the wheel to be no it was like was it like green was it green was it green room god what was the green room yeah with the uh, simon barrett no I can't remember, but there was like this group of movies that they like. It was all they kind of seemed like they all kind of ran to get. Not, they weren't the same movies, but it was all about like the same little crew was like knocking out these movies, kind of back to back. What is the Netflix one? Dang it! But uh, Blue Ruin is actually on our wheel, so we'll be you know we'll land on Blue Ruin at some point. It's one of my picks on the wheel right now. We had to get to the actual podcast. Like we have more movies to talk about. We do have to get to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna because I can save some of these movies for next time. Because I hold the, hold the is it hold the dark. He made Hold the Dark. Yeah, that was I didn't like that. It was dark uh, and blue. 
Blue I was super excited Blue. about that, but I didn't like it. When he directed um, a couple episodes of the previous season of True Detective. Oh yeah. Hmm. Murder Party? Wasn't that one of them too? Oh, what was he the... made that, yeah. Murder Party was fun. I liked Murder Party a lot. I think I thought it was a really good movie. But it's like Macon Blair is an actor in his some of his a bunch of his movies, and then Macon Blair is a director now, and he's made some like they have the exact same style. But Macon Blair is the one that he did the Toxic Avenger. Mm. He's doing it because it just hadn't come out yet. It's not out yet. I don't think so. Mm. So I'm perfectly fine saving these for yeah. It's fine. We, yep. We got more movies, but we got to actually get to the actual the reason why we're here. Yep. So that'll be the it end says of... 2023 film. For Toxic Avenger. Yeah, yeah they've, been, to they've, the... been, they've been talking about remaking. All right, so that'll be the end of our, our inaugural off pod. We don't know what it is. It's here for us to talk about movies even longer. <laughs>